Life is a storm, my young friend. You will bask in the sunlight one moment, be shattered on the rocks the next. What makes you a man is what you do when that storm comes. You must look into that storm and shout as you did in Rome. Do your worst, for I will do mine. Then the fates will know you as we know you, as Albert Mondego, the man. Welcome to the Bread and Thorns podcast. Bread and Thorns podcast. We've been on a massive hiatus. Uh, I don't. I think ever since November, November. something like that. No, end of November. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. So happy New Year, happy 2021, everybody. Woo-hoo. We made it through 2020. Heck yeah. Although recent events have uh, made <laughs> 2021 a little bit kind of weird. The roller coaster still going. We're just so, appreciating that the roller coaster of last year has happened. Maybe maybe everybody's on the lunar calendar and everything will calm down in February. So Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll let's see. Let's hope so. But welcome to the Bread and Thorns podcast. Woo-hoo. We are a bi-weekly podcast where we sit down and discuss literature, art, media, and all the other stuff that we really like and how they influence the projects that we're working on. I'm Isaac. And I'm Rosemary. And today we're going to discuss... The Count of Monte Cristo! Rosemary was really prepared for that. <laughs> I forgot how to say it as we were going to do that. <laughs> the Count of Monte Cristo. <sighs> a 2002 film mm-hmm. starring a bunch of people, yes. including uh, Jesus, Jim <laughs> Gaviezel, Guy Pierce, who is one of my favorite actors, mm. and then a, lo- a lot of other people that I don't really know. Oh, oh. wait, no, uh, Henry Cavill wasn't here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Superman. It was, it was interesting well, to see Jesus and Superman. And Dumbledore. Oh, that's right. Dumbledore was Jesus in here. Jesus and Super, uh, Superman and Dumbledore. Yeah, that was that was pretty great mm-hmm. to, to see. Uh, this is this movie is directed by Kevin Reynolds, mm-hmm. who I do not know. Actually. Kevin Reynolds is he's he's What's he has he a lot of really bad movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> With that ringing endorsement for this movie. Hey, this movie. Everyone who I know that like enjoys this kind of movie, who watches this movie, falls in love with the movie. That's so good to it's, know. It's a good movie. You're just this is not a kind of movie that you'd be interested in, so I'm okay with that. I love this movie so much. And part of it's just because of like I love the book. And then I watch the movie and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's like reading Pride and Prejudice versus like watching Pride and Prejudice. Like you're aware that they are both two separate things and the same thing, and you love them anyways. And so anyway. So that was a pretty interesting summary uh, or way to go about our <laughs> summary. Uh, for those who don't know, The Count of Monte Cristo is a 2002 American historical mm. adventure film that right. is an adaptation <laughs> of a, an 1844 <laughs> novel of the same name. Mm-hmm. Uh, By Alexandre, Alexandre Dumas. I really, I'm really, 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 really bad with French. And I don't like French. Like, I love French, but I don't ever want to really learn how to speak it. And so I'm not good with accents on that yet. Anyway, but yeah, no, he has a beautiful name and beautiful writing style. And he also wrote like Three Musketeers, several other things. Oh, that's right. That was the other thing that he he wrote. He is amazing. Yeah. So the film basically follows the kind of the main plot or the main, I wouldn't say the main plot, but just the main spirit of the plot Mm -hmm. uh, of the book. Uh, as yeah. I found out when I was researching the mm-hmm. the, the, the movie after I watched it, um, so it follows it generally uh, with you know you're talking about imprisonment and mm-hmm. and revenge and you know swashbuckling. Oh yes, yeah, swash swashbuckling. <laughs> uh, 
um, with all that. <laughs> and this is obviously for, for um, our <laughs> listeners should know, this is not on my list of top 10. What? But it I is. think this isn't in your top 10 movies of all time. I am so this like might surprised. might the top 1,000. <laughs> Oh, that, hey, actually, that's that's a better ringing endorsement than I thought you would give it, so that's okay. 1,000th being maybe this movie. <laughs> I actually, after watching this movie, and I just watched it last night. That's not surprising. Uh, I was dreading, actually. I'm also not surprised. Um, but after watching this movie, I had a difficult time placing it in my head, whether it was better or worse than Princess Bride. And I came to the conclusion last night that it was worse than Princess Bride. (laughs) So I like Princess Bride more than this movie, but that puzzled me a little bit because... (laughs) You didn't like Princess Bride. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Princess Bride is your number four. Mm -hmm. What is the Count of Monte Cristo? Count of Monte Cristo is my number two. Number two. So I disagree with Isaac. I actually like the Count of Monte Cristo more than I like Princess Bride, which I was extremely startled by and surprised by because, like, I grew up with Princess Bride. I have most, if not, like, depending on what time of year it is and how recently I've watched it, I have most, if not all, of the movie memorized and can speak it word for word. Like... I have, like, the music, like, in my head. Like, it's it's beautiful and gorgeous and amazing, and I love it, and the costumes are fantastic. And then I watched, like, I have, this is also a recent change. Like, this movie, um, Count of Monte Cristo, got on my list, like, within the last um, year and a half. And so it's something referred to be something where, like, I didn't discover it until the last year or so. And it's, like, on my list as my top two. Like, I was just extremely impressed. And I just, I fell in love with it. And that's, yeah. So, yeah, but Count of Monte Cristo is number two. You read the book. Before watching, the I movie. read the book when I was like eleven. <laughs> and so you didn't read it since. I haven't read it since, but it's something okay. where it has. Because from what I remember from research, mm-hmm. this movie deviates quite a bit mm-hmm. from the actual book, especially with the ending. The movie is very, yes, very like movie we will version get to that ending. ending. But um, hey, I love the ending. I will um, have some words. <laughs> <for the> ending. <laughs> we will both have words. My words will just be more positive and praising. Um, I will have few words because I try to be positive. <laughs> no, I want. I want the negative opinion. Give it to me. You were okay. Um, anyway, uh, it's something where. Uh, huh. Yeah, no, I just, I really, really love this movie, and it's something where, with the way that they play it all out, I, it's it's kind of like when you watch, like, like, like Lord of the Rings, where you have, like, that, like, okay, the books are beautiful and amazing and wonderful and fantastic and epic and beautiful, I'm gonna say that twice because it's worth it, and then you have, like, the movies, and it's, it's, it's a different thing, and it still is amazing and beautiful and wonderful and fantastic. It's just different. So it's one of those, like, you have this one, you have this one. Okay, I love them both. They are just separate. I don't compare them. I just love them. No, it is fun to compare sometimes. All right. So this is your movie. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give us a summary of it mm-hmm. before we dive into it? All right. Simple summary. Basically. Is this the spoiler-free summary or is it the oh, spoiler-filled summary? I- do you want the spoiler-free one? Like, I all right, guys. If you haven't seen this movie, uh, Rosemary Yay. recommends it. Spoilers. I <laughs> will recommend <laughs> that listening to the podcast and hearing the can, review. <laughs> right. Listening to the review of Count of Monte Cristo. Um, but if you don't want to be spoiled, if that is your your goal, then of course watch the movie uh, before we get into. I can do a spoiler-free one and then say after this, now go watch it, then come back. 
Okay, sure. So, Let's okay, do the so the spoiler-free spoiler one. one. The spoiler-free one is basically you have this young man, Edmund Dantes, who is just about to get everything he has ever wanted in his life. He's going to become captain of a ship. He's going to be in, he is engaged to this beautiful, beautiful woman. His best friend and him work on the same ship together. Like everything is is or like well funds it anyway. But um everything's working together. He's so happy and proud, and then his life falls apart. And basically, um, he is thrown in prison after being falsely accused for something, um, and uh, several different things happen where the three or four men who have like orchestrated this downfall of this um, uh, innocent, naive, hopeful young man, and then he spends the next few years basically plotting revenge. And so the rest of the story is the revenge as well as the, the, the I don't know, the love story and how everything else works. And, and so, the timeline of this movie hmm. actually takes place across some 16 to yeah, 16, 17 20 years. years. 16, yeah, 17 like years. that very long length of it's, time. Yeah. Is uh-huh. that the same way in the book? Yes. Or is it, okay. Yeah. No, it's the same way in the book. Um, honestly, again, I haven't read the book in like twelve years. Oh, so, so you're it's something where the end of the it. book, it's more like I try to talk about things that I know about or have like like really valiant opinions of. The book is something valiant where like opinions. I don't know, it was the you're word very, that came up. Your opinions are very brave. For, for <laughs> yes, this movie, I yes. like having brave and courageous opinions, and um. And so it's something where with the book, I remember loving the book, and I know that that book ha- and that plotline have inspired so many things, and they have like bled themselves into like all the different projects that I've worked on, all the different characters that I've created, like bits and pieces of that um, have bled into the things that I love and the things that I create. So it is a very foundational thing. I just haven't picked it. It's a it's a very long book, and so I just haven't picked it up again. And part of it might just be the fear that like it's not going to be as good when I reread it, and like I doubt that because it's a book that's well loved by so many people. Like, like including myself. Like, I don't think that's gonna happen. But I'm a little amused by that. Anyway, maybe we'll do that but after yeah. uh, we do. It'll be fun. Well, sometime after we do <laughs> these uh, these top tens. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So it's something where that is a spoiler-free version. If you if you want to go watch the movie, which I highly recommend, and Isaac recommends listening to me. So in a way, he recommends the movie. <laughs> and, I don't um... recommend listening to Rosemary uh, for <laughs> correctional behavior or uh, recommendation. <laughs> Just for entertainment purposes. I can live with that. I can live with that uh, outstanding <laughs> review of me. Um, anyway, but yeah, I'd highly recommend going watching the movie. Um, they have it on a couple different platforms, and uh, it's free on YouTube. I hope it doesn't get taken down because I've said this. But it is a quite. Yeah, it's quite a long movie. Beautiful. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about two hours and ten minutes, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, Something like that. And so, it is. But it's paced so well. Like, okay, wait, no. So anyway, that was a spoiler-free vision, okay? So if you want to, go watch it and then come back and listen to the rest of this and listen to me geek out about this movie and drag Isaac's opinions out of him. Anyway, but go watch the movie, have fun, and come back to us, and yeah. All right, so what is the spoiler-filled? Okay, so spoiler-filled version. So basically, um, Edmund Dantes is he when he um, in the movie he goes and they land on an island because one of the men are injured. They go on. They um, him and his best friend Fernand meet Napoleon. Napoleon in private is like, oh, you know what? You look like a sucker. Basically, that's what happens. Is you look like a sucker. Here's this letter, and Edmund can't read. So he can't read this letter. So he's just like, all right, I trust Napoleon is going to like be okay with this. And he goes and he takes the letter back to France. And so he goes and he um, he hasn't even given it to anyone yet. But Fernand saw Napoleon give him the letter. And uh, Fernand is very jealous because when he when Edmund gets back, he is given the captaincy of a ship. And um, 
Edmund, after that, goes and gets engaged to Mercedes, beautiful woman who Fernand is in love with. So his best friend is in love with his his fiance. And um, so was the Napole- Do you remember hmm? if the Napoleon part was in the book? I am like ninety percent sure. I believe like ninety five percent sure that yes, that was in there. I like am at the pretty very sure. Beginning yeah, when they crash yeah. land on that island, mm-hmm. I don't remember it being. Um, I remember it being a supply ship, and so I remember they were right, going to like they bring were on supplies. Like a dinghy. I don't remember. Well, the, the, the dinghy was from the ship of like, hey, this man is injured. Right. This is the nearest um, place. Like, I think it was the captain. It's like the captain is injured, and Edmund um, was like, hey, we need to go save his life. And Fernand and several of the other It'll people be really on board funny were like, if no. That's actually not part of the book. It would be. I don't. <laughs> but I, I know because that the whole like be, um, betrayal thing, which we're getting to, um, happens because of Napoleon's letter. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I was actually. So the reason I asked that was I've never read the book. Okay. But when I, as I watched the movie, I felt like there were things about it that they were either skipping over or they were making a very lengthy part short Mm -hmm. and it needed more kind of explanation. Interesting. And then there were parts that seemed very superfluous to the story. And so one of those parts Mm. was in the beginning where they meet napoleon and as important as so the, the, <laughs> as important as it is okay. that he got the letter to give to whomever right napoleon bonaparte in i guess in my head and then i think in terms of history has such a such a impact on on how you view especially i guess mm-hmm. western literature and western history and so the the fact that it, it was napoleon bonaparte to me and this is, of course, the hmm. spoiler version of our, our podcast now. Or spoiler yes. spoilers filled part of our podcast. Spoilers are amazing. Um, when when I when I thought when I saw Napoleon, I was like, oh, cool. Okay, so this is gonna become this is a big part <laughs> of the story, right? Uh, but outside of an announcement mm-hmm. that he escaped mm-hmm. from Elba, Elba, mm-hmm. right? The Isle Isle, Isle of Elba, Island, Isle, whatever. <laughs> um. Outside of that, I really want to know if that affected Idris Elba's name. Maybe. <laughs> maybe just, he's just, from just, the just, Isle of no, Elba. No, like his parents were like, "This was cool. This was cool." Maybe and just like Idris that was Elba's thing. real name is Napoleon. Because Idris, I think, is it's either it's it's something to do with like mountain. Maybe Idris. I is could also be wrong. It could be like a short version. Because one's like Gaelic, like like Tahiti's version of Welsh. Napoleon. Hmm. I don't know. Anyways, anyway, so yeah. Napoleon, I thought he was going to play a much bigger part because he's such a prominent mm-hmm. figure. But after the island, there's nope. just nothing. There is mention about of him. him. There's yeah. talk about him. There's stuff that involves like the mention and the support of him, but it's not him. And so I felt like that I was the part that. where that <laughs> was the part where it felt like such a waste of time to at least in terms because this film is quite long. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I actually disagree with the pacing. I don't like the pacing okay. of the movie. Um, and I'm not saying it's terrible. It's it's decent for being episodic. But because it's episodic, it doesn't really fit well for me as a film. Okay. Right. Um, there were things where like uh, later when he escapes mm-hmm. onto the the smugglers mm-hmm. thing right he goes to the Isle of Monte Cristo right and then mm-hmm. he has that map but and they're trying to trying to show you how he's like figuring out these yeah. things on the map but the map is so sudden 
kind of. I mean, you kind of see it in the in the jail cell, right? Yeah. But it's so they they don't talk about it well, until the task isn't important never. until it's important. Except in a film, if if you want to tell a very congruent story, you want to actually make it more important, okay. right? There's there there are things in a film that you have to because films are such condensed media, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to you have to break the rules in a lot of ways, um, and so uh, like good adaptations will break things so in 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 their adaptations so that something that might have in the book or whatever been mentioned later in the book mm-hmm. will will they'll actually drag it earlier because they knew they know that you need the foreshadowing to make yeah. that that thing clear. I and think so, it would have been cool, but you're right about the episodic bits where, like, honestly, because the second you said that, I was like, hmm, if they had done this in, like, a 10-episode series or something like that. And they have, actually. There's been series, but TV I like series these about. <laughs> right, yeah. I want this cast to do a 10-episode ten, I mean, uh, ten series. When, when uh, Jim, uh, what's his last name? I can't Cavill. I, ca- no, Jim uh, Caviezel. Nope. Jesus. Okay, never mind. Um, oh, yes. So when he when he showed up and he was at the prison, he was getting mm-hmm. tortured. I was just like, man, this guy just likes being portraying people that are tortured or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but anyway, so what yeah. was I saying? Um, so it just it just felt very like every about tw- every twenty minutes mm-hmm. was a contained story, mm-hmm. and one thing didn't really flow into the next. Okay, right? and that really bothered me because Napoleon, who is such a <laughs> big prominent figure in history. Mm-hmm. At least in my opinion, it's it's such a waste to use him if he doesn't figure into the rest so of the story. So in your opinion, the, be- the better way to start the movie would have been like to have him already having the letter and then have that friendship like yeah. kind of talking about it. I would rather have had, and this is just me, of course. Yeah, go but for it. I would rather have had like their, the the beginning scene of somehow they they're just on a ship mm-hmm. coming back and they're and kind him of, like looking at the or like or for non bugging right. him about the letter that would have been right. cool. So yeah, yeah, and so something that's more subtle, something that's more of a hint. Rather than this uh, very action-oriented mm. kind of, you know, swashbuckling, I guess, yeah. thing that happened at the beginning, and then suddenly Napoleon appears, and it's—he, I mean, he's 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 short, which is kind of <laughs> funny. Um, but th- this is not a this is not a comedy, right? This is a it's pure not period in, drama. Yeah, it's not supposed to be a comedy. Yeah. There and are so, funny moments, but it's not supposed to be a comedy. And so Napoleon shows up, and you know it's Napoleon because, despite being short, okay. he's like you have to look up at him, and he. He's just this prominent figure, and the yeah. actor actually does a pretty good job yeah. of doing that, despite being short, <laughs> and then just kind of disappears mm-hmm. as, as the story goes on. Well, and, okay, so for me, my, my sharing with this is, so with the beginning of the movie, like, okay, so one of my favorite things, okay, and it's so much easier with fictional characters because... Uh, it's a little weird when you start like falling in love with actual human beings because they get weirded out that you're falling in love with them. Um, however, it's something where I love getting to know people and I love learning how to love people. I love that. It's one of my favorite things in the entire world. And so at the beginning of the movie, like within the first five minutes, I'm already just like, oh, Edmund Dantes, he can't read and he's cute and he's, and he's just so sweet and he believes and he has hope and there's just like all these beautiful things that you learn about him and you already kind of don't like Fernando. Like, he's he's sassy and fun and you still kind of like him a little bit. Um, by the way, um, Guy Pierce actually turned down the role for Edmund Dantes because he wanted yes. to be the friend. Yeah. Because you like Guy Pierce. So I was like, and you I, like Guy I Pierce as the like hero. Guy so Pierce. I'm amused that he, he he defied you and was like, no. No, I think the, he did a good choice. Um, I mean, we can get into the, the characters and everything, but I do, 
Guy, uh, Guy Pierce's portrayal of the what was his name? Fernand. Fernand. Mm-hmm. I, oh, well, I'm gonna have the to pull that up friend. because the, the, all their names oh, I can't remember, <laughs> except you know Count of Monte Cristo, <laughs> who is actually Edmund. I Dantes? basically remember Dantes. Edmund Dantes. Mercedes is the fiance. Fernand is the best friend. Mercedes. Um, that's right. I just call the priest the priest. I think it's like no, it's not fat, 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 fat. Nope. See, Apparently it's gone. It's priest. Abbe Faria. Fari. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's French. Yeah, I can't Abbe, read. Abbe Faria. But like, uh, uh, Fari, and then um. Uh, Donglar is like the guy who was like, oh no, I should be made captain. And then the other guy was like, yeah, but you trash. And it was like, Edmund, you get to be captain. Um, yeah, so yeah, Guy Pierce as Fernand Mondego. Um, mm. I actually really appreciated his role because yep. his character is probably the one that pulled me through the movie. Well, you also with, like Guy Pierce, without... so that that helps. <laughs> no, not just not just that, but his portrayal. Well uh, yeah. yeah, his portrayal and the writing for that character, I think, was much much better than almost every other character. Well, he's the main guiding factor because without without his jealousy, without his just like continuous jealousy, this wouldn't have happened. Yes, but with Edmund, but you want your protagonists to be just as strong as their counterpart, right? And so, but I, I felt like, although I, I'm going to call him Jesus, <laughs> okay. Jim Caviezel. <laughs> I could say Jim. I, I, Just say Jim. I, no, I can't. I can't sure? do that. I, we're not on first uh, name basis. We should so, email him and be like, "Hey, can we call you Jim in our podcast?" <laughs> I mean, you can you can do that if you want. But then I'll uh, call him Jim, and you'll still be. Apparently, he's a really nice guy. Name. So not um, surprising. But he he mm-hmm. he does a great job portraying what they gave him, which okay. is which to me is really great. But the character himself was kind of boring, as as I was watching. You could tell he's like this nice guy, mm-hmm. but that's about it. <laughs> okay. And then the other side of me was like. <laughs> bothered by the fact that I was watching Jesus and I couldn't get rid of that image like cuz passion of the christ is just sealed into in, in, into my brain I am very proud like I okay yes I'm christian yes I love that however I have like nope I have one christian movie that I genuinely love don't have any problems with and actively endorse I have one and it is not that one oh so well, I don't go out of my way to watch that movie at all ever either ah. way it's just that so, the, it's not the tortured face Thankfully. of christ with Caviezel on there. And then when I watch this movie, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess it kind of plays well because Jesus is a, you know, nice character. <laughs> <laughs> he, nice can be used. I feel like there, there's there's other words. I, but I, yeah. I was being ironic, but uh-huh. obviously Jesus is all good, right? But so this character itself is meant to be a good character. Well, also a so twisting of that goes, too. Sure. And, the, uh, and then an untwisting. It's and, great. And then when we get to that part, I, I'm going to have a few problems there as Ooh, well. Oh, yes. So anyways, okay. so Guy Pierce mm-hmm. really, for me, dr- dragged this movie through um, okay. in terms of kind of my character, uh, the character, what do you call it, sympathy? I, I don't know. Connection? Something, whatever. Sympathetic villain character? No, no, I wasn't. Oh, no. I didn't sympathize with him, but he, he kind of just drew me into the movie whenever he was on screen until the end, which we, we'll talk about later <laughs> so. me. no that works go ahead with your with your okay, summary Sorry. so um basically uh best friend works with the guy who didn't get chosen as captain um to like take down this guy's life and say like hey this guy got a letter from napoleon blah 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 blah, blah. and so um he gets arrested as like hey are you a bonaparte supporter like um how like da, 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 da. like this is 
this is a really big deal. And he's like, dude, I can't read. Like, I literally didn't know. I did it on trust. He said it was a, he said it was a personal letter, like to a friend. It was just a personal thing. It wasn't like a military thing. He he said he gave his word that it wasn't. And so when Villefort um opens the letter and he's like, dude, this is literally like military plans. He's like, I, I didn't know. Like he just trusted that Napoleon Bonaparte was being honest. Um, poor guy. But um, yeah, and then it was something where Vilfer was about to let him go because this guy's just this naive, hopeful, just beautiful young man. And he's like, he's just like, oh, to be a fool, like just to be a young fool. All right, please go and learn how to like take care of yourself. And he's going to let him go. And he's like, wait a second, who'd Napoleon say to give it to? And what you find out later is that it was Villefort's father. And so Villefort gets uh, Edmond Dantes thrown into big, bad, huge prison island thing that I don't... Oh, what's it called? Uh, Chateau oh, no. d'If. Yeah. De yes, de Chateau d'If. Um, Chateau d'If. But um, uh, it's something where... Oh, I love that name. It's so ridiculous and it's so French, but I love it. Um, what does it mean? Do you know? Um, nope, it's not the despair one. It's like, it's not death. I don't, I don't oh, remember, it, but it's it something it's, really obvious. It's, uh, I thought it was something based on Isolated, fact. lonely, dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It might just be stone. Oh. It might just be stone prison because it's an stone. island. Stone castle. Oh, okay. oh. That's castle in the sea. Anyway. Um, Maybe yeah. there's some literary uh, significance or symbols oh. in there. I do not know these things. <laughs> you are you are asking questions that I do not know the answer right. to. Um, but yeah, so it's something where he gets thrown into um, Chateau d'If and um, he spends the next 16 years. Um, I think you're. I think in the book it might be 20, but I know in the movie it's 16. It's basically 16 years. 16. Um, right. It might no, even be 15 I, and a half. You're probably right. Oh, I know because he spends time in between. So it's like it's like 14. Right. It's like 13, 14 years in um, Chateau d'If. I think. Um, because there's time in between him escaping and him actually seeing Mercedes again. So there's time in between. But um, basically, he's in the prison for a really long time, and the first three or four years, he's just, like, he's depressed. He loses his faith. He's um, just like, I just want this nightmare to end. Like, I don't know how I will ever do any of this. And he doesn't even understand why he's there. He still has no idea why he's there. The only thing that he knows is that Fernand betrayed him, and um, that's how they knew about the letter, and that was it. And so, um, anyway, it was this big, that's it. That's all he had. And, um. I actually really liked this part of the movie. Yeah. Where oh, the prison he, stuff? Yes. Yeah, so oh, no, it was stuff, amazing. I think. Oh, it was so good. I was so worried the first time I watched it, it was going to be so boring. And then it wasn't. And it was well written and well paced. Okay, I thought it was well paced. And I was just like, this is amazing. So, sorry. Please. No, that's okay. Um, the, the actor for the friar guy, the priest. Yeah, um, but you could just say Dumbledore. Yeah, I'm just gonna say Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore. Um, so when Dumbledore showed up, I actually didn't recognize him as Dumbledore because d the Dumbledore for most of the movies is the other guy. Yeah. Right. So this is the Dumbledore just for the, mm. the first two. First three. First three. Is it first three? Oh, I thought fudge. it was the first two. Um, I might oh be no, you're right. It is first two. Nope, you're right. You're okay. right. You're right. You're right. I I, I could It might be just wrong. be the Philosopher's Stone. No, I'm pretty sure there was the, it was the same two, for right? the first two. Yeah, because I'm he was soft sure and quiet. He was three. the perfect Dumbledore. He was a good Dumbledore. Right. He was, he, was quiet. he didn't shout at Harry when <laughs> Harry appeared in the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> he that was so softly. weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was so beautiful. Oh, was, I love how everyone's enraged about that. Like, I'm genuinely pleased kind of that be. everyone's upset. Like, everyone <laughs> should be angry. A boundary was violated. You should be angry. 
Anyway. Anyways, back yeah. to Dumbledore. Christo. Uh, but when Dumbledore showed up, I was like, okay, this is going to be... Because the way that he shows up yeah. is kind of funny. Yeah. Right? He just appears into... I wasn't getting the whole uh-huh. horror vibe. I was actually thinking this was kind of funny. And yeah. it, it, when, when for, it happens... Well, for Edmund, it would have been terrifying. Right. For us, we're like... <laughs> when, you're, when you're kind of watching the, that part, it's just this old dude that yeah. just pops up out of the mm-hmm. ground. And I just... I really appreciated that. So I, I really... fairy godfather moment. Oh, I didn't... I didn't associate that oh. but in my head i'm just I like i just thought <laughs> dwarf <laughs> so okay this, this dwarf right. comes up and then they're they get they get along you read the artemis fowl stuff right i've read no artemis you watched fowl. the movie and you hated it no but you read the books though yeah i've never watched the movie don't watch the movie i don't will you'll not hate it watch don't watch it please I've, don't dear no i've seen parts no no i can't no no i watched the movie thinking like okay it's not gonna be it's in the ranking of like percy jackson movies okay it's so like there I've was so the much potential. Jackson. There was so much potential. <sighs> anyway, sorry. So I've read basically, the, uh... but no. But one of the things is Dorf and the digging and stuff, and it was perfect. Right. And so yeah, my yeah, brain yeah. was like, yeah. What was his name? Um, Mulch Diggums. Mulch Diggums. Mulch. Right. Man, we're getting off. <laughs> Talk on... about on po- on on the nose uh, <laughs> naming. Right. I mean, that's what you kind of appreciate oh, about so about that that whole so series is all the names are very. Mm. I mean, Julius Root. <laughs> you can't. Can't get it's any great. more obvious. It's so great. So coming back to Monte Cristo again. Yes. <laughs> uh, so when they when Dumbledore appeared and then Jesus and Dumbledore mm-hmm. are talking and getting along, I really liked their kind of com- camaraderie. Yeah, I, yeah, I really love the, the the character chemistry there, mm-hmm. and they did really really well. I did not like how he died because I thought that was way too obvious. Um, but of course, I feel like it's also like the only like the only other thing would have been like a heart attack or something. And I still like he was too calm for that. He was well, too master of himself to like be taken out by a heart attack or a stroke or something. So for me, it was like the it is obvious. You're right. But it's also like it's the same thing as like, OK, you know that your parents are going to eventually die, but it still hurts when they do. Well, Even if so it's with a normal with thing. him, right? So you you're expecting you're you're kind of as you're watching this movie, you're going, okay, when he's when he's gonna die, when he's yeah. gonna die, when he's gonna die. So, but when such a good character has such a, I don't know, anticlimactic death, it's kind of, it's not pathetic death because but you get frustrated I mean, with getting it. buried alive, really sucks, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so so it's not, but it's kind of anticlimactic in the sense that he. I, I, at least for me, it didn't do justice to his character. There, there could have been a little bit more drama, at least, mm-hmm. in burying him alive. Mm-hmm. But the burying him alive part was literally just less than two, two, three seconds, I think. Mm-hmm. Rocks came down, he mm-hmm. got hit, Jesus came back <laughs> and dragged him out, right? <laughs> There's Jesus symbology there. There's symbology Aww. there. Jesus saving Dumbledore. All right. And so. Dumbledore is like the one who's trying to restore Edmund's like faith in God. So for Jesus to for for Jesus who doesn't like Jesus to save the Dumbledore who, who right. likes Jesus. All right. So now we're getting to messed up ironic territory. <laughs> so anyways, but for for oh, for that to happen, I felt beautiful. in terms of the cinema of the moment, it it just didn't do the character justice, okay. right? He doesn't have to not be buried alive. I don't. I didn't mm-hmm. mind the the act of or you just the, wanted the to be a little bit more like I wanted, or it would have been more impactful had there been a little bit more tension. But because again of how episodic, what kind of tension? Well, when there's a cave in, there should be more tension, right? Like 
you can add tension of can we keep this up while you get out you can, there's the tension of i don't really see it yet there's a tension there's a lot of tension that you can add into something like a cave in but you all can. that happened was jesus saw the thing go down yeah and then dumbledore saw the thing go down and then jesus was like let's get out of here and then jesus hikes it out and then dumbledore turns around tries to hike it out and then Gets it comes stuck. down yeah no, doesn't get stuck it just he doesn't, he doesn't even get stuck that's the thing right you can add tension by him getting stuck right okay. he, he can't get out the way all that right. he wants to right so all these things can add up to it right there's such a good character yeah. at least to me and but then it, he doesn't get stuck he just yeah. he's climbing and then boop Mm-hmm. And then Jesus comes, drags him out, yeah. and they have a talk, right? Yeah. And so that, I think that kind of encapsulates a little bit of how I feel about this movie. Okay. <laughs> about it's it's there there are these moments that are so are for you you see it as having there. like a lot of potential and they just oh, yeah, didn't sure. quite hit it. I I do see the story as having a lot of potential. Okay. It's to me it's not the swashbuckling mm-hmm. story. It's actually the Godfather story. I don't know if you've seen Godfather. You you should watch Godfather. It's on my list. To, to I'm all sorry, our listeners guys. Uh, who haven't seen the Godfather, please go watch the Godfather. People say that. Um, it's you very, should. Very good I movie. agree. I just haven't watched it, so it's not a recommendation from like understanding. It's a recommendation of just like everyone else has recommended. It's like it. if you haven't watched Star Wars, you should probably watch Star Wars or like Princess Bride. Like you should probably watch these things to see just how much they've infiltrated and like influenced our culture. But um, yeah. Right, God, the watched. Godfather has influenced culture, oh, especially yeah. Hollywood culture, oh, a lot, yeah. and so like in, insanely. Yes, so it's it's kind of part of that movie is part of the American psyche, and so this movie to me is calling back to that mm-hmm. more so than the swashbuckling stuff. Although okay. I, obviously I do see the swashbuckling mm-hmm. part of it, and so when you have that kind of um, these kinds of deaths of very important characters, you want a little bit more drama. I want a little bit more drama. <laughs> I don't know if you want a little bit more drama, um, but I want a little bit more drama. I want a little bit more kind of just give me a little bit more with this character mm-hmm. that you you made me feel for. That's why you go read the book. That is a very <laughs> bad excuse. <laughs> I, I will never take that excuse. Uh, so anyways, hmm. um, Jesus pulls Dumbledore Jesus out. Jesus pulls Dumbledore out. Dumbledore dies. Dumbledore admits Dumbledore that he was lying. Dumbledore dies. Uh, well, it was like, yeah, he was lying. So he lied about the fact that he didn't know where the, um, uh, Count of Spada, or no, it was Duke of Spada? Oh, yeah, Duke and that Spada. part of the lie I thought they could have done away with. They could have just had him tell him the truth at the beginning, right? No, but no, in the beginning he didn't trust him. I just think that it was something where, like, it didn't matter. I think, okay, in That's my opinion. That's fine to me, but he didn't have to lie. I feel like it would have been guessed if he hadn't, though. That's fine. Because the mystery wasn't the mystery of the whole that that the it wasn't whether part, or not he knew right the mystery wasn't that right it was it was just kind of if if when you when you look at the sequence where uh, he goes to the Isle mm-hmm. of Monte Cristo and he tries to find it it's not really done in a scavenger way it's just mm-hmm. done in a cinematograph cinema cinematic way there, there we go. go so a filmic way cinematographical right? way and, yes that's <laughs> Still, the award I was trying I to avoid saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so hard to use that word, and it just doesn't want my mouth does not want to use that word. Maybe sometime, someday, we will hear someone say it, and then we will all be able to say it. <laughs> so, so, in a cinematic uh, okay. way, right? It yeah. was just you saw the camera panned on a specific parts of the map, and then you saw that. There's the thing that it right? matches. Woo! And so, but so it wasn't mysterious, no. right? So why add the lie? Mm. 
right? And so the I, little little things. To me, it kind of showed right? that he was human, though, because that's yeah, one of sure. the things is like it's like I'm a priest, not a saint, and I was like, I love that. I hated that. You hated that. That callback at the end for that yeah. was the most unnecessary callback ever. <laughs> like I absolutely hated that. That th- there, there's so you don't like most quote unquote Christian movies. Yeah. I despise almost all Christian movies. Yeah. And so and this is actually part of the reason. Yeah. It's because Christian movies quote unquote yeah. tend to preach rather than give a good story. Yeah. And this moment. You was, think it was a preachy moment? It was the most preachy you moment. You thought it was a preachy moment? At, in the entire, I hated it. Oh. It was like, I, I'm a priest, not a I'm saint. Sorry, I'm, I'm not a saint. And then I'm a count, not a saint. God will give me justice. <laughs> it was, I hated it so much. And it's not that I don't like preaching, because obviously we go to church and we hear preaching and stuff like that. Or well, but there's, to... there's preaching at people and preaching to people. Most movies, because the audience can't interact with the movie, the idea is that it's always preaching at. There's not really well, a preaching it's, to. Well, it's, I, I don't mind preaching. It's every every movie has a, or every good movie has a message. Mm-hmm. Maybe not The Room. Well, The Room actually. <gasps> the Room was beautiful. The Room's, the room's message no, is The Room. No, If I never watch <laughs> it again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> That like, movie. The fact, like, I can't wait for the day that I forget. This is not the room. on either of our top ten lists, no. but please, everybody, go no, watch the room. No, please don't. It's not worth it. I because okay, I was like, you know what? Everyone, watch me, it with people. No, don't watch it. Oh alone. yeah, don't watch it alone. Do not watch um, it alone. But it, no, it's it's just okay. First of all, no, it's uncomfortable on every single level that this movie can be uncomfortable, except for like really messed up like kid stuff. Thankfully, that's not in there. That's the only thing they leave alone. That's it. Oh, you mean the room? Yes. Sorry, I thought you meant the no. Monte Cristo. I was like, no, the room is just like, I felt violated during and after the movie. That's part okay? of the point of the movie. It's awful. Well, Please that's part don't. of the 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 ethos that is no, now surrounding the that's movie. That's not. But that wasn't the point. It's just <laughs> right. no. That was not the okay. If you if your personal craving is Have for you your seen? mind to be violated by atrocious, atrocious films, then yes. Go have fun. Waste your time. Enjoy hating your life. Okay. I, would say I the will room... never tell another human being in my life to ever <laughs> watch that piece of trash. I would say the room's only redeeming quality is the fact that you can sit with people and just laugh at how utterly terrible it is. And it's just it's this it's the it's it's the movie that you do that with. Not that I'm saying the Monte, not kind of Monte Cristo is there, but. <laughs> Um, I would hope going, not. Going back to the preaching thing, right? Mm-hmm. Every movie has a point, a point mm-hmm. that it's trying to come across with. The The problem with a lot of preachy movies, and it's not just, obviously it's not just Christian movies, but it's mm-hmm. a lot of different kinds of movies out there. The problem with those movies is that they have like a 10-point sermon that they just were, bash you yeah, with. they just bash you with mm-hmm. over and over and yes. over. But the story that is going along with it doesn't, really support mm-hmm. it may it might support one of those 10 points mm-hmm. but they're Definitely trying to shoehorn like nine other ones mm-hmm. in there and you just don't you don't yeah. feel it this was one of those things mm-hmm. right they're trying to get this i'm a what am i what is it i'm a count not a saint i'm a lot i'm not on my life <laughs> i'm a priest not a saint god will give like this that entire line of of messaging does not fit into the story and that like it's... really bothered me. Okay. Because it's it's to me because this is not a Christian mm-hmm. story. No. But 
to have that kind of poorly no. presented Christian message is... It might... Well, no. It might... It might be more... Because at that time, that was what was promoted. So the idea is that that would have absolutely bled into everything. So, you mean but it wasn't movie? supposed. To, yeah. So, or, well, no, 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 no. When it was written. No, no, no. But this is a movie adaptation. But it's based on the book. Sure, but at, like, there's lots of movies that are based, like the Chronicles of Narnia, when they, they made the Hollywood <laughs> Frozen. version. Frozen. Like, there's not much of a, you know. Sorry. So it doesn't matter, right? Mm. The adaptation of it. But they would have needed to bleed that in there somehow, because I'm, I'm pretty sure there's like a ton of references to that better. in the book. Then do it better. They should have. I think that was something. Okay, so again, I love this movie. That doesn't mean that like it. It's it's like with people. Doesn't mean that they don't have flaws. It just means that I love them with all of their flaws. So with this movie, one of the flaws that it does have for me is the fact that like they don't do a very good job of like just how like depressed this guy is and how much that affects his faith like they have to use words they don't oh, they don't mean, yeah uh, the dante's guy uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the and so it's something where for him it's this it's this hatred of god and there's something where like he he's upset right. he's angry and they don't show it as much as they could i don't think they showed it very well at all yeah, yeah. and so i get annoyed with that and then him because the idea is basically okay so the spoiler version of this is basically you we've have this guy. The, I know, <laughs> I know. It's um uh basically this guy, this sweet, hopeful, God-loving guy is basically thrown in prison for something he didn't do right. by his best friends and the people he thought he could trust. And so when he comes out of prison, so he has this period in, uh, in prison where you have this priest who's basically trying to say, hey, God still loves you and you're still going to be protected. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure this right. out. The line, the line and, I did um, like from him, from Dumbledore. Hmm to Jesus <laughs> was um, I, I did like this and I think if they kind of built up into it it would yeah. have been such a such so much of a better moment but when he said um, when, when Jim uh, sorry Dante's there you go when Dante says I don't believe in God he said Jim oh yeah no I was gonna say Jim Caviezel <laughs> I know, I know, I know. but then I was like Wait, stop. I'm not sorry. gonna go back no, it's Dante's okay. yes uh, when when Dantes says I don't believe in God and then priest says that's okay he believes in you mm-hmm. that was I yeah. thought that should have been the moment that that was I building up to I liked that moment it was a good moment and then <laughs> anyway that moment he learns how to fight and they did, oh my gosh when they took the pieces of wood from the door that was so cool. I don't know why it was so cool to me. I just didn't think that that was what they would do. And then I was like, oh my gosh, and that works? Like, what is this? This is magical. Anyway, just the, the swords, the, the swords. Oh, they the used swords, for the swords yes, and they right. took that from the door and I was like, this is so cool. Anyway, basically, time in prison, Dumbledore dies and he ends up using the body bag to um, of, of, of Dumbledore. He takes Dumbledore. I'm still a little bit annoyed because like, why didn't he put him in the tunnel? I think like he dragged him all the way back to the other room so, and I'm like why couldn't Dante right. have just disappeared and then the body's in the tunnel no one knows where the tunnel is like so, that is another flaw that I'm like why didn't you do that and I'm like maybe well, he's just Well the argument dumb. would be he didn't have enough time like the movie argument would be hmm. the film argument would be it builds tension <laughs> It builds tension Uh okay all right very cool. Anyway, but um, he ends up being thrown into the ocean while chained. He drags his jailer, the one who's been beating him for the last 11, 12 years, um, into the ocean with him, kills that guy, unchains himself, and then swims to shore where he meets um, group of, a band of smugglers who are about to kill one of their own, and he ends up rescuing the man that they're going to um, 
kill and the guy's like okay i owe you my life and he's like i know and um uh the smugglers take him on and are like hey you're amazing and we love you and you're gonna smuggle for us or we're gonna kill you hey and um he becomes a smuggler he does that and then afterwards at he goes, this point in the movie that's when i felt like this would have been better as a tv series because they could have also explored to, that a little right, bit you they want could have to get to the know smuggling. these smugglers <gasps> even more spashbuckling could have happened that would have been so cool anyway um, like it would smugglers. be cool to, yeah. to mix this world yeah. with, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. I literally was thinking that on 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 the way over here. It was literally was wow, my mouth. Okay, legitimately You're thinking a about. Bit too fast. <laughs> I slow down. Breathe. Um, it was something where I legitimately was thinking about how um, if they'd taken a little bit more of like the action sequence type thing from Pirates of the Caribbean and put it in this movie. Pirates was released in 2003, right? Yes. Yeah. So this came right. However, before. I'm still convinced that that's based on Captain Blood. Just saying, uh, it's I'm an older film, thinking about and it's absolutely the choreography there. But it would have been similar because the choreography, the choreography would have been similar. Of the the the, the fence I feel like fighting. This one has better. <sighs> the fencing in this movie is actually really good. Yeah. But the rest of the action sequences yeah. are not. Anyway, but it's something where well, and for me it was like so it was in my opinion. Not yeah. Good. Well, again, I love the plot and I love. These characters, and honestly, at some point, like part of the reason, okay, when something's on my list, part of it's also like, like when I, if I, if for whatever reason we ever do like top ten fairy tales or something like that, or top ten like um like children's stories, when I do that, like the reason why my top ten are like that is because like these are stories that like I want to at some point do justice to, like I love them so much that I want to use that some point later on. So with Count of Monte Cristo, with how much this has bled into my life, in my creative life, um, in the way that I understand people. Um, it's something where this movie is so important to me that like, yes, the action, there are, there are ways that I would absolutely love to have the ability and the time and the casting to just to redo it in a way that honors the book, honors, um, your eyes (laughs) and, um, actually takes you into the story where you fall in love with the characters the way that I've fallen in love with the characters. Like I would love to be able to do that. And so at some point, maybe I will, um, but I still like. Yeah, I would love to see a mix because the there mm-hmm. are parts of this movie where the cinematography is really gorgeous. Yeah. Um. So it's beautiful. Sorry, okay. <laughs> I can't really. It's just gorgeous. Like there. So for example, when they're on the Isle, mm-hmm. right, of Monte Cristo, and they're searching for parts that were filmed treasure. in Ireland, by yes. the way. Yeah. I, yeah so yeah, that, that was part really cool. was really really gorgeous. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Another one that stands out to me is when. Guy Pierce in, in the beginning when mm-hmm. Guy Pierce and uh, Jesus are fighting <laughs> and they're in the house yeah in the house yeah. and you just see this torn like them tearing yeah. it apart and everything that was really well done Oof. and then um, the scene between uh, Jesus no, I'm not gonna say Jesus this time uh, Jim Cav- Caviezel or and who's you just the... say Dantes oh yeah that's Dantes. easier there you go alright between Dantes and Mercedes the car um, no I'm kidding so you don't know, okay? So Mercedes. No, no, I'm trying to think of like, wait, what are you talking about? So there, she finds out that he is Dante's, yeah. right? And then she pursues him to his house, uh-huh. right? And there's that moonlit scene yeah. of them kissing, and so that was really well done cinemat- mm-hmm. uh, in in the cin- mm-hmm. cin- cinematography, right? I really appreciated that, mm-hmm. but then there were other parts <laughs> of this movie yeah. when I was watching it, it just felt really bland, right? And there were, and if when you but if you go back and watch like pirates, mm-hmm. 
almost every scene in Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. just kind of pops out yeah. at you. One of the, the things, okay. Or the colors. One of the things that I really want us to do at some point is I want us to do like trilogies or like stuff where like, because um, like, again, I don't have any Star Wars movies on my top 10. I don't have any Pirates of the Caribbean movies on my top 10 because, like, I can't just pick one. They go together. Like, no. So, like, with the Pirates movies, like, like uh, the one through three, like, one is beautiful, yes. Two is fantastic, yes. And three, I really like three. A lot of people don't like three, but I really like three. But I need them all together in order for it to be a favorite. And so it's something where, um, yeah, so it's, it's something where with, with top tens, I want us to do something where like we actually go through like okay, what if stuff? What about stuff that like it doesn't stand alone, but when you pair it with the other things that it's meant to be paired with, it's just this magnificent thing. And like my favorites, because like I yeah, I love the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. They're they're amazing, but I can't have one without the other two. And so anyway, but yeah, oh, I so just meant just with the action and the, whatnot, taking the filmic aspect mm-hmm. of that and yeah. kind of juxt. I, I think if you if you wanted to. Um, kind of how how they did with uh, the Lord of the Rings this mm-hmm. past t- in 2020, where they remastered it in 4K, but they actually remastered the coloring of it. Oh, and so you I can actually watch the new ones, and the coloring is completely uh, is very very different than than, than what they did mm-hmm. originally. You can do that actually with I'm pretty sure if you took the film of the Count of Monte Cristo and you just remastered it in what we have with uh, coloring technology today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I just. It's it seems like it was made with like an older style. Pirates is made with like the newer style, and I, I feel like Pirates accelerated the. This is gonna sound harsh, but I think it accelerated the stupidity of like. You need like basically movies now are to short circuit your emotions, short circuit your mind, so you're able to just be a vegetable for a couple hours and just enjoy, and just consume movies. Pirates one was actually no no really no no, no no I'm saying pirates accelerated this. Pirates is amazing. I'm saying that pirates accelerated this. Where but how would it accelerate it if it wasn't because really everything in the movie is engaging. There's not a single dull point in, especially in the first movie. There's no dull parts. Like I love fast forwarding movies. There is nothing in Curse of the Black Pearl that I want to actively fast forward ever. Like I love Pride and Prejudice. Oh, speaking of which, that's another three thing is like is um, Pride and Prejudice. Like the one with Colin Firth, the one with Keira Knightley, and then the the zombies one. Like all three of those. Like I love them all together. And so like I couldn't pick one because they all have like different aspects that are beautiful. Anyway, with Pirates, it's something where um, they're keeping you engaged the entire time. You don't get a chance to breathe and it's beautiful. It's fun, but it's also something where you're not thinking you don't have time to process while you're watching the movie, unless you're really forcing yourself to. And so the older movies, I don't know if that's a detriment to the, to the pirates movies. I think they, they didn't really do that in number two. They didn't really do that in number three. They only really did that in number one, Mm -hmm. but number one is actually one of the deepest, Yes. Uh, psychologically deepest movies mm-hmm. um, and thematically deepest mm-hmm. movies, I think. And so I wouldn't, I, I don't know if it would have accelerated. I think it's just a, I think the other, like if, if you're talking about movies that are just there for your in- instant gratification, mm-hmm. those are poor, uh, poor copies of what yes. Pirates is. is, is well, exactly. Be. That's why I said it accelerated that. I'm not saying that it is one of those. But I wouldn't say it, it's the responsibility of a movie just because it had that, but rather that the other 
the movies that followed, which copied that portion, well, copied it poorly. It's like young adult fan or young adult fiction. How it's like that's a marketing genre. That's not actually like a plot. Like when you say fantasy, you know what you're talking. When you say sci-fi, you know what you're talking about. When you say young adult, there's so many things that it falls into that like you can't just pinpoint it. And so it's something where with the I call them fluff movies or fluff books, but it's something where with those kind of things where they're just there to they're they're there to be enjoyed. They're not there to make you think. They're not there to like. Right, but that's always you or, that's or always help existed. you with that. Like the Three Musketeers. But it gets that book. worse. <laughs> I wouldn't say well, it gets no, because worse. With those, okay, but okay, with Three Musketeers, you it's like okay, friendship and loyalty and fighting for for what you believe in and standing up against the authority when you need to. Like that's a beautiful thing to have around you. That's literally every YA novel ever. Yes, and that's why they're so enjoyed is because they're trying to mimic the things that um, right, J.K. So Rowling not... and like other people in like that when 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 there's because there's really good young adult books. And movie. Well, no, I'm not gonna go that far. There's really good young adult books. Really, 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 really genuinely beautiful, good young adult books that are well written, well thought out, well plotted, great characterization, and all the other stuff that gets really popular is mimicking those and right. doing essentially doing like fan fiction so, of those. So those have always existed, right? Yeah. It's just that nowadays, for example, all those things have existed in the past, but those things don't last. And so when we get to our present day. We don't have the things that don't last anymore. We just have the treasures that have come through the past. Yeah, after all the people right? who watched all the trash are dead. Yeah, sure, but that'll happen here too. Okay, but right? I care we... about the here and now, not a hundred years from now. I'm, I mean, okay, I'm, I care I'm, about both, I'm, but like in, 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 I'm making the point that <laughs> that it's not that it's more now. It's the same. It's just more to, in in a, in the sense that we're experiencing that part now, hmm. right? And so. Anyways, coming back to the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> so Dante's, he gets to his oh, swashbuckling days. And, um, then... and then the smugglers, the next time that we see him, he is being dropped off in France. And the smugglers are like, hey, if you ever need anything, if you need us to kill a man, we got you. Like like that kind of little like goodbye That was actually sequence. really sudden for me because there was no development in there terms of camaraderie wasn't. with them. And so I didn't feel that at again, all. Again, I want, okay, again, <laughs> this is also a two-hour movie. They put as much in there as they possibly could at, in a time where doing series was not a thing. Okay, again, I would love to do a remake of this where I have amazing casting and just like actually do that. Oh. So they were in the midst of that revolution. Does this have a good soundtrack? The Count of Monte Cristo? I don't remember. It has a good soundtrack. It's not particularly memorable, but it is very good. Okay. So it's very, very good. It's just not something that, like, like, right now, like, I can't sing you any of it. I don't, don't. Remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. But like, if I needed, if I needed to, I could absolutely sing the Rohan theme from Two Towers. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, so it's right. like it's it's not as memorable as like Star Wars or as like the other different like really really popular ones like Pirates of the Caribbean. You know that soundtrack, but um, it's not overly memorable. But it is really good and very well done, and it it does fit the movie very well. Yeah, I remember some parts, especially at the end when the uh, tension was supposed to be racketing up. I was kind of enjoying the music <laughs> supposed more. Supposed to be. Well, because I at, at I know I know I know. <laughs> there was a point at the end where I kind of checked out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so I was just. Well, you said it was music. like Princess Bride, so that's also to be expected. <laughs> Did I check out at the end of Princess Bride? I can't remember. No, anymore. you said you didn't, but you said it was close. It was pretty close, probably. It was. It was very close. It's also a shorter movie, so you didn't have to go through it as long. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. All right, so poor the Isaac, he had to then, suffer through this. <gasps> this was your version of Chateau d'If. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Maybe it not wasn't that bad. Torturous. Um, 
it was like Princess Bride. I didn't. I don't have a necessarily a positive or a negative, super negative opinion. It's just about like it. a neutral thing of like if it's on, it's like oh, I've seen that, and then go on with your day. Uh, I might not even recognize like in a few years that. That I... <laughs> makes me a little a little tiny bit sad. Just just a smidgen. Yeah, I don't. I'm okay. I love this movie enough for the both of us. It's fine. But you, you um, love this movie enough for the whole wide world. Maybe. But there are also a people who agree with me. So those That's of us true. who love it, love it enough for the whole wide world. I would, I'm okay with that. I would really love for to, to sit like with somebody who goes through with me the, the symbology and themes of The Princess Bride yeah. to convince me that it's a good movie. I, I, so this I, I is a know. challenge. Anyone listening to this who wants to uh, uh, sit Isaac down and walk him through Princess Bride, because I'm just going to giggle and laugh and say the words the entire time and then just get like really excited and enthusiastic and slightly upset that he's not understanding me. And um, it's not going to go very well. But if anyone else is like, hey, I can show you the world. <laughs> I can just go through that with Princess Bride. Well, I the challenge has been I won't been, be as enamored as Jasmine, but... I will. I will try to to pay attention. Ooh, in, in that works. <laughs> anyway, but um, basically, so he does escape Chateau d'If. He goes with the smugglers. The smugglers drop him off in France after a few years of smuggling and whatnot, um, and having a reputation, building his bonding and whatnot with these men. He goes back and he finds out that his best friend married his fiance. Um, his dad is dead. Um, uh, Villefort is now like the mayor of the city. I can't remember. He's their chief of police. Something. He's something super more important than he was. He got promoted. Um, and then Donglar, the um, guy who was jealous of the captaincy, um, was is uh, he owns his own shipping business that like screwed over the first guy, the first shipping business that was there um, that they were a part of. Like he actually like basically like um, created his own, stole a bunch of customers and ran the other business into the ground. And so um, when, and one of the things with the priest was the priest walked him through like, hey, dude, this makes more sense. This is what happened. This is like, um, th- um, your best friend betrayed you because he wants your fiance. Um, the Vilfor betrayed you because he's protecting someone really important to him, probably um, a parent of some kind. Um, Donglar is just jealous of you. And so that one's kind of the obvious one and like walks him through, like, here's what happened. Here's what's going on. And um, that's when uh, Edmund decides that he wants revenge in the prison. I mean, he's like, okay, like, F these people. This is not okay. You ruined and destroyed my life. I'm going to ruin and destroy yours. So when he ends up back in France and he sees these people living and enjoying their life and he's mad at his fiance too because she's 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 a countess. She she instead of marrying a poor shipping captain or even if he if he had become like a really well off captain, she's still married Was he above angry him. angry at her because yes. she did that? Oh yes. Oh yeah, no, because she married him within a month. She married the best friend within a month but of I him don't know being if... gone. And so he was just like pissed. He wasn't thinking. I don't know if he thought that it was because his revenge on her was taking Guy down Pierce her husband. No, 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 because the money wasn't the thing. It was, it was the right. best friend. Like it, you dare, so like you clearly didn't love me because you went status. and married my best friend the month after I was gone. Right. So it wasn't about the class status. It was just that she, to him, she betrayed him because she. But class started eyes. being a little bit more important to him at the, towards the end with the second half of the movie because of and, that. Well, so that's where I would go. If that was the case, I don't think the movie portrayed it very well. <laughs> okay, that's possible. And, so, and my understanding is in the book, and I'm a little weirded out by this because I don't remember this. Um, uh, my understanding of the book is the fact that he doesn't end up with her. Yes, if I he remember correctly, in the book, he doesn't. they don't end up together. They do end up forgiving each other, though. 
but, I think there was forgiveness involved. But I don't I don't know about that. But if, uh, he ends up with someone else. I do remember looking at the summary of the book, and they don't they don't end up together. Yeah, which I thought would have been a much better ending <laughs> than what we got uh, with this hodgepodge. I was a little bit annoyed with Mercedes the first time I watched it because she's just so soft spoken and she didn't capture my attention until like probably like probably until mm, I think the scene on the beach was cute but like I liked it way more like the second time that I watched it through and when I was like okay here's where they're going with this okay I can appreciate her a little bit more but the first time I watched it it wasn't until like when she got oh man that was the worst foreshadowing Ever. <laughs> the, the ring The thing. never take it off? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was so obvious. Really? That they would, they were going to, I was hoping. Yeah. They were going to be smart and do something else with it. So like. But maybe, it's also realistic. No. Yes. No. Okay. You are not as much of like a, 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 a I don't know, whatever I am. Okay. But no, I like. I st- okay, um, you guys cannot see this at all whatsoever, but, like, I have this ring, and it's something where I've had this since, like, high school because um, I was doing theater, and it's something where um, uh, I found it when we were going through a whole bunch of things, and um, I uh, brought it to the teacher and was like, hey, I found this while I was cleaning. Um, do you know who this belongs to? Did anyone say that they were missing one? And he was retiring, so he was like, honestly, nobody's reported anything like that in the last decade, so um, do you want it? And I was like yes and so he like let me keep it and i was like this is awesome and i didn't think it was anything important i thought it was like a fake ring i just i didn't know and then i was like okay well it's not turning my finger green so this is cool and then later on when i was like kind of staring at it because i do that sometimes um (laughs) a little reminiscent of golem apparently anyway it was something where i was like wait a second this is actually a ring she just admitted it but i can't do the accent she's hiding the accent guys love that okay yes that's what i'm doing i am hiding my true nature from all of you you will never know anyway but it's um, probably true on some aspect but with this oh, of course but like with <laughs> this ring <laughs> with this ring anyway anyway with this ring it was something where um i don't always wear it but i do keep it with me and like there i've actually lost it several times and i was like heartbroken each time and then when i found it again or i think there was actually a time where like a couple of the people like found it for me and it was something where i was just like oh my gosh this is amazing and so i it's very very special to me and it's just right I don't know. so you so don't I, like i keep those kind of things sure. they're important sure and so it's something where um with that little rope ring okay i'm a little surprised that it lasted that long right but um absolutely like the love In of her life the love of her days without any kind of preservative the love of her life <laughs> that was clearly another rope that she like tied back on <laughs> The love of her life said he was going to marry her. That ring was signifying because he couldn't buy her a ring. So it was a very, very sweet moment. So she kept it and was probably wondering why he never came back. And like, okay, like she didn't really know. She thought he was dead. So if someone that you love dies and there's this thing that they gave you and you really, really love them, like you're going to keep it for as long as you possibly can. I think that is an attitude that uh, very young people have. (laughs) <laughs> and oh, so being I, ageist here I, I see <laughs> I, I will leave it at that um fine but I don't, it's I also don't just me it's... though i i am definitely 
I'm definitely a softie when it comes to this kind of stuff. So like, like I still have bubbles from like a wedding I went to like a few years ago that I like refill with bubbles. And part of it's because I like bubbles, but it's also like, hey, like I got to go to a wedding and these people are still together and they're like working on like loving each other and it's really cool. So like, I just enjoy those kind of things. I think it would have been more interesting film wise if she had the, had the rope, but she had taken it off, and then you see it that way. And then when she realizes that uh, the Count of Monte Cristo is Dante's, she puts it back on, right? And so it would have made... It would have showed her honoring her actual husband a little bit more, so that right. would have been cool. It, it, it just... It would have made the film characters, just her, a little bit more, more complex and mm-hmm. interesting okay. rather than one that. note, right? right. Um, and obviously, after 18 years, that rope would have would have died 16 <laughs> but yeah but yes probably years. probably and so he goes hey they used to make things better than they make them now that is true however it's also that was that was mostly a joke i promise <laughs> uh i'm gonna he's just making faces at me I'm he's just like oh Rosie. over this <laughs> back to the movie massive. so um <laughs> basically he comes back he sees that everyone's all well off and having fun and living their lives without him like actually succeeding because he's gone and so he goes with uh, uh jacopo his uh true and faithful servant and uh goes to the isle of spada or no isle of monte cristo and then he gets uh spada's gigantic hoard of treasure like parts of it anyway goes back i just i love the scene where like they pull up with the wagon he's like we're gonna buy this house from you he's like how dare you get off my property opens gate coins fall out oh oh okay here's here's the key (laughs) oh that part also really bothered me (laughs) i thought it was hilarious No, no 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 that that part was funny but the so from there he buys yes. the house right and buys the estate and the hot air balloon buys the hot air <laughs> balloon which I thought was really out it's of so great out of left field it's so great um but sure cinematically it makes a lot of sense um, well to, it's to, also to like if he like wanted that. to show off like that's how you show off no one's gonna show up with a, it's like showing up with a pineapple in the twenties like nobody had those right so that that's what I mean by it's like, random but nobody it's, has them it's very very impressive mm. it, it was well done so. Oh. I'm not, so here is where the film aspect of the okay. story is really, really well done. You are also more into film, but, so that makes more sense. But the the logical aspect behind this required a lot more time, right? Um, you hmm. as a as a viewer, I would have wanted to see because hopefully, um, as 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 I think people who own property know, <laughs> <laughs> you can't just buy a mansion. And suddenly you're rich. Um, you can't just buy because of taxes. No, because <laughs> in order to maintain a property of yeah. that size, you need to hire servants. He probably bought all the servants. In order to have all this, all the all these servants work for you on a constant basis, mm-hmm. right? In order to keep the lawns well mm-hmm. done, in order to keep the house well, and the house is really like you can see it's 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 mm. it's there's no. I want one. Right. Sure. So it's a palace, <laughs> right? It's basically a palace kind, kind of thing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's well kept. Mm-hmm. In order to have all of that work, mm-hmm. you need to have the the. It's not actually just a static portion of of currency. You need to have an inflow of currency, mm-hmm. right? But they don't show that. They don't show how he becomes business savvy in order to 
actually be able to afford all I this. I think that was part of the priest's training that they just didn't really talk about. I'm pretty sure that was part of that was as how to handle but they your don't, finances. No, no, no. It's not, it's not just mentally handle it. It's you actually have to go out and do stuff. He right. also probably pays. And this is well. He was also well. He did the, the shipping stuff beforehand, so he had a little bit of it. Right. And then he could. But have no, no. The shipping stuff was just him. smugglers bringing in his, from his gold into the thing. So unless you're saying that he's still smuggling, which they they could that have could shown, actually have been a thing. Right? But they should have shown it. Right. Mm, I, we had you okay. had to dig through this in order to kind of justify something. I like also this, right? have not questioned that. I've watched right. this movie like five or six times in the last like five, five or six, six, six times. I watched this movie six times in the last year and a half, and I have not once questioned right. that. So it's so. like the deceit of Hollywood in a sense of you. All you have to do to be rich is to look just rich. be rich. No, it's to look yeah. rich. Right? It's like no, there's a lot that but, goes into like maintaining that. But some of the poorest people okay. are actually in Hollywood because <laughs> they don't know how to maintain true. their five houses that they bought on beachfront properties right <laughs> and so it's it was a moment yeah. of especially after we've seen the big short <laughs> it was mm. a moment of it took me out okay. of the story and go okay this is this this it has it's become a fantasy rather than okay a, a period drama and that from that moment on uh i kind of kind of checked out of the movie that, okay that makes sense i so. feel like hmm I feel like he was intending to have it as play acting, and so he just needed nobody to like look into that. Right, and which so I would that have includes loved, us. That that w- I would have loved to see that. Okay, do you know what I mean? And th- again, this is where the, a TV series would be better than a movie because right? you can go where, even more in. Right, depth. you can go in depth into the the, the yeah. trouble that he's having in maintaining his estate, the, yeah. the trouble that he's having in really learning how to deal. Because while the priest is can give him head knowledge, he can't give him worldly knowledge. But it also wouldn't necessarily be entertaining have... to watch him learn that, though. I, I disagree, right? The Queen's Gambit recently made chess really entertaining Hey, to chess watch. was entertaining before. They just made it more cinematic. Right. And so, so, so many people afterwards have bought chess boards and now are playing chess, okay, right? That's true. So if you can make chess look cinematic and appealing, certainly you can make, as the big short did, they could this have... thing... Ma- the way that they would have, okay, the, in in the theoretical way that I would redo it, if that were a thing that I was to pay attention to, the idea would be that um, his people would love him because he would actually, like, go out and get his hands a little bit dirty, just a little bit, um, and help them with um, what they're doing so he knows what they're doing and he, he understands why they're doing it and he respects and appreciates their work. In my opinion, I don't 100% know. I'd have to, like, pay a little bit more attention to, like, right. the... This is, this is how you're saying you would redo the movie, mm-hmm. but the movie itself um, doesn't portray that very well. But it does the best that it can and I don't know of any better version. Yet. I think mm. it could have done better. Um, we'll leave my <laughs> my version of getting making it better. Oh, but I do like later. I do like the I do like your take. So right. thank so you. So he buys the estate. He impresses everybody. He mm-hmm. invites them to this party. Hot air balloon. Hot, comes in a hot air balloon, which at that point I don't even know if hot air balloons were invented at that point. I believe they were, because I think okay. that was the thing I was a little weirded out by too. Was like, was this really a thing? Right. And it should have been a thing. There are several so, movies that have that in there that are the same time period. So I'm like, how would they maintain sure. the heat in the hot air balloon? The fire. That's kind of like way to be extraordinarily naive about how hot air balloons work. <laughs> 
even studied that. I don't. I, in order to create a fire, what I'd do you rather need? do hang gliding than hot air balloons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But so in I have order to it. in order to maintain the fire, mm-hmm. what do you need? Like coal or gas or something. Right. You need. And a, they might not have had gas right. at the time. They they wouldn't have had petrol at that point in time. So they would only have coal in order to burn things. <laughs> they just had like a giant level of coal just for that one trip. So, but in order to, in order <laughs> the to back have of the, house the, to the, front the, of the, house. the basket kind of yeah. floats with that amount of coal, coal, you need a much bigger balloon. Okay. So there's a problem there. <laughs> Math equation. Okay. Uh, there's a problem there, I, I think, but I don't, I, I don't. I mean, I told you at this point in the movie, I had checked out. They also might have <laughs> paid attention to that and like figured out some of the mathy, sciencey bits on their own. Okay, fine. Let me know. Fine, 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 Let fine, me fine. Know. I will. I will leave that. that, that door open. <laughs> so he comes down, yeah. impresses everybody, and begins his revenge. Yeah. Fiasco. Yeah. Right? Um, first, he what? He hangs the dude on a boat. That's the first bit. I believe so. Right. I thought it was a son. Oh no 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 no! The uh, the son the does come before right? So yeah, he, 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 he meets but the son. The son wasn't really a revenge thing. He just kind of wanted no, to was. use him to get yeah. close to. Uh, okay, but it was revenge on Fernand. Uh, right. Yes, um, that was part Mondego. of the revenge thing. And so he originally was part uh-huh. of the revenge thing, but then he started to like the guy. Everyone Henry Cavill was so pretty. Like I didn't even realize that it was him. I was really? just like, I was just like, ooh, dark hair, uh, the, the, super blue eyes. Ooh. The moment okay. I saw him, I was All like, right. he looks super familiar, but very young. So he yeah. must be a young version of something. And I went, and then the second scene that he was in, I was like, Superman. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing, and I'm impressed. I wasn't expecting him to be anyone. That's all. Yeah. So Superman was in there. Um, yeah. He does a very Henry Cavill does a very he very good does. job uh, of acting in here. So I was, I was very impressed. impressed. Yeah, and so Aww. he comes in, uh, becomes part <gasps> of what is his name Dante's oh, oh, yeah. uh, whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, invites him to his birthday party, uh, so that Dante's can yeah. kind of get to meet, quote unquote, for the first time Mondego. Uh huh. And then and Mercedes. And, and Mercedes, and then of course Mercedes. She's like, wait, him. I know you. Oh no, wait, you look exactly. Well, I'm so confused. You're supposed to be dead. And then goes and, then and he like does his hair twirler thing. And yeah. She goes, oh, of course. It's I, okay, I did get a little tiny bit annoyed with that because do you have any idea how like okay actually okay I'm just I'm not a hair twirler. Like I play with my hair a little bit by like flipping it back and forth from side to side with like twirler. my bangs and stuff. <laughs> with, your, with your little your little beard. No, my it's goatee. Like... <laughs> it's like Jafar's goatee. You just have to a little bit. Boing. Part of me is just like goat. goat. That's where it comes from. I'm just I'm not a hair twirler so like it, to me like my arms just don't naturally do that so I'm like why it just it looked uncomfortable for him to do that it didn't look like a natural movement and I just I get slightly annoyed because I'm like wait no like that's not and then well, I'm like okay I'm natural. not a hair twirler it definitely though. didn't look natural but I can understand as a hair twirler that's uh, Ooh, that is okay. something that, that all right. people do all right but anyway. that didn't look natural he was going like yeah. this with his, his hand and then I really like oh yeah no it was, just... that was, that was very weird it was <laughs> like he was caressing his own hand I was like, it was, it was fun. He it has was pretty. sensual feelings for yeah. his hair. Why not? Why wouldn't you? That's, that's, I, anyway, okay, that's the weird topic we're not going to get into. Anyway, um, basically, he, the Count Mondego talks to, no, Villefort? Yeah. 
they they have a good little meeting thing um on the balcony of like hey what do you know about the kid of Monte Cristo and all that kind of stuff while um everyone's inside having dinner and the announcement needs to get made for Albert like hey it's his birthday he's 16 he's a man now and it was gonna have to be like mom was gonna do it and she and was about Dante's makes like this speech, speech right yeah. that makes Superman fall in love with Jesus yeah and so. It was a really good. I was good a, moment. Yeah, it was a good moment. It was cool. And then Mercedes is like, "Thank you," and he's like, "Mm-hmm," and he's just like, "Yeah." And it was just, and it was, it, I don't know. It was just him still, because he didn't have to do that. He could have just let them be embarrassed. And so for him to just kind of like, oh, dang it. Okay, I still, it was like that. Okay, in my opinion, it was the still recommendation or still recognition of, ah, I still love her. And I, that, I think that was when, cause like, oh sure, I think he yeah. was still attracted to her before that, and like, of course, and like he knew that, like, oh yeah, of course, my beautiful like ex fiance, um, marry my best friend, like, bleh, like bad words in his head, but um, then, at that moment, the moment like, either before, or after, or during, he did that. He was just like, oh, I still love you. Of like that little moment, I think that was the moment for me, anyways, that I thought that he had that moment of just like, all right, I still love you, and he he's kind of saves there, her a little bit. Uh, from there, he the what is it, Villafort and Mondego, mm-hmm. uh, plot to steal his treasure. Yep. And so, but then and then, um, Dante's like comes and mm-hmm. he goes, uh, what what does he do? He oh yeah no no they, the Mercedes and Dante's they meet in his carriage. He denies her. Or he denies I'm not that Edmund he is, Dantes, yeah. and then she's like, "Wait a second, I didn't say his last name." Right. Or that's the realization as he kicks her out. Right. And uh, Jacopo's like, "Dude, give up the revenge. You have a beautiful woman who loves you. Run away with the beautiful woman, please, please, dear God, listen to me. Run away with the beautiful woman who loves you, please. So just I do it." So I liked Jacopo. Yeah. Um, I liked He's his character, but it, it's again, it felt Acting's like a little the, stilted. Well, actually, I liked his acting. Yeah. Um, but I felt like he, cause he he's a he's portraying a, a silly funny guy, a midget, <laughs> like that's very much okay. So he's gonna have some as a character. He's because I mean I would imagine in that society, mm-hmm. you you don't have people who are very nice to people who are different, right? Yeah. And so as as a person who is that difference, he's going to have a personality that's more reserved. Mm-hmm. Right, but then he meets this guy that saves his life, mm-hmm. right? And then so he pledges. So I actually really liked that dynamic okay. between them, and I think the actor portrayed him quite well in what he was given, mm-hmm. which wasn't much, right? Okay. And so when that point came in, oh, and you were so like, it's like the Star Wars prequels, amazing casting, horrible writing, and they did the best they could with what they were given. We'll talk about the Star Wars prequels sometime. <laughs> Ooh, oh, it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to hate and love every second of it. It's going to be great. Anyway, so oh, back man. to the movie. We still haven't finished the spoiler summary. Anyway, so with this, basically you have... Um, right, from uh, there, Dante's goes into his yeah. revenge mode. And yep, and pretty quickly. Yes, yeah. that bothered me because uh, the revenge stuff took way too... It was way too quick. He hung the guy um, on his boat, and then he... Went immediately from there to the the bath. Yeah. Bathhouse. For Villefort. Yeah. Uh, for Villefort. Well, because he, he it was one trap that caught all of them. Yes, but it was so fast that, that it was just anticlimactic. Mm. Right? I didn't feel the tension I rising. I feel like, okay. I felt like, okay. In my own personal version, I would have had more buildup to it. So that way, when right. you got that release of just like, oh, yes, yes. he's going to get him. Like, yeah. 
there would have been a little bit more, but they I still totally did. agree. But yeah, they still would have done that. So I like it. Um, I like the way that they did it. And um, it was still something where they did a pretty good job in the bathhouse, though, of like, it didn't feel... Really? Okay. In my opinion, I didn't feel like it was awkwardly written. Like It wasn't... Okay. So everything hmm. was done perfectly to except... me. Except... Dante's was wearing... <laughs> <laughs> the warmest winter clothes I've ever seen I love that. in a sauna bathhouse. Like it was, yeah. he would be sweating. <laughs> like, would be, like his he hair would sweating. not be so perfect. It, like everything his would just be dragged. Like it should have, the oh, clothes should have been hair. melting off of him as he was standing <laughs> in there. But, okay, all right. So it just. So it was everything was perfect See, except that one point. See, but he's done so much for aesthetic that, like, honestly, same. I would absolutely do that. And yeah, I you might, but you would be you would not look like that. You, you would, don't know. You would have pimples popping this up as so and then popping out as you were in there because you were so hot. No. Like you're feeling so warm. Like nah. I can't. Like and you would at least do this. Like <laughs> a little bit more air. A little bit more air. Right. Okay. I've also never worn like a full dress suit, so I don't know okay. the whole neck thing. Go go get a Santa costume <laughs> and go into a sauna. All right, it's it's not you 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 will take off the Santa suit immediately. There's no comparison, right? Unless you want the Santa suit to just meld to your body. Part of me's like if they were using a fog machine or something. Yes, that's yeah, that, that's that what was, they were. That makes yeah. sense. So you can tell that they weren't. There was no heat in the actual room. Yeah. The 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 actor for Villafort did a great job yeah. portraying him getting all sweaty and all this kind of stuff. But then. Dante's character was just <laughs> way too chill <laughs> in his yes. in his uh Santa suit. So <laughs> that 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 I couldn't uh, when I was watching that I couldn't like in my head stop laughing because I was sense. like because I I'm, I mean my wife and I'm I have been in a lot of it. saunas and and and, and, yeah. and everything like that. We've been saunas to those rooms fun. where it's a steam room and you just yeah. it's so they, they turn it up yeah so hot and it's, it's meant beautiful. to be really hot yeah. because you need to sweat all the stuff out. Uh-huh. You can't wear a Santa suit in there. It's not. It's not <laughs> right. humanly. You would. You would probably pass out from the, from the heat. So. So at least Donnie should have been like. <sighs> <laughs> you know? I feel like I would have been a little bit more. Like I. I wish that he'd gotten a little bit more invested in it. But I also get the detachment because a lot of people. Those are the two options that you have. Are you? You have the detachment of like, you're gonna say what you did. It's gonna come out. It's gonna be there. Or the like, you need to so say long, it. And... Right? It took so long. It took so long. And again, like, the drawing out that was very well like done. That. Yeah. Right? Drawing out. It was. It, was it good. kind of reminded me of, um, what is that? Inglorious Bastards at the very beginning. Mm. That very very tense moment in the beginning mm -hmm. where the colonel is questioning the guy, mm -hmm. and it's just it, it was the, that moment. So mm -hmm. it was done well except for that, but because that took me out of the movie, I was just mm -hmm. laughing kind of okay. the entire way. All right. Makes sense. I just really I, the the guy who plays Edmund Dantes. I legitimately like he is so attractive to me that like I was Jesus just like oh I just to you. that's very good that's very good. <laughs> I was yeah. just like oh I get to stare at him. So like yeah, fully dressed, less stressed. Like I would have been like okay, whatever. Right, so that would have been a good do. moment to do the the whole superhero uh, kind of thing where he's. I mean, you already you kind of already saw him without a shirt mm -hmm. on because they kind of whipped a him a little and all this kind of bit, stuff. but, but it wasn't. Had the, he had the hipster beard. So, mm -hmm. yeah. No, yeah, no. He that was, that was scraggly. That was not right. Pleasantly trimmed. So let's skip to the end. S. Um, where, j just as kind of a very brief summary, mm -hmm. um, 
Dantes finds out uh, when Mercedes, Mercedes oh, yeah. like interrupts him or whatever at it, when he goes home and she interrupts him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he finds out that. Oh, actually, no, no, he doesn't find out there. We find out oh. right after that. Right, we we, we find out yeah. that uh, Superman is Jesus' son. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And we find that out. Um, and then, of course, during all this time, yeah. Dante's has been uh, attacking Guy Pierce's uh, business, business and gambling and debts. And, and so he's broke. He's yeah. about, he needs to flee the country. He's broke AF. And so Mercedes tells us, the audience, and him at the same time that Superman is Jesus' son. Albert is not your child. Yeah. Why do you think I even married you? And I thought at that moment, which would have made me come back into the movie, that he was going to kill her. I thought he would attempt a little bit more on her life, and I was a right. little tiny bit annoyed that he didn't. Because that's he so in leaves. character for like Guy Pierce, like that kind of character is right. like so in character of just like why didn't. And so the fact that he didn't try an extra spoiler in the spoiler, like he didn't try to kill her until later. I was a little bit annoyed that like because that right. would have been the moment where he would have. Well, so it, it it kind of it it did. I like the idea the of like Albert having to protect his mom. And then being right, confused. Right, like, right. I would have loved that. That, that was interesting. Um, and so, of, of course, so we, we kind of skipped ahead there. So he leaves, yeah. and then he gets confronted by Dante's without the beer. So now he completely realizes yeah. that Count, the Count of Monte Cristo is, Don, uh, is Edmund Dante's. Mm-hmm. And then they have... He is pretty with and pretty without. It is a very, very, very good face. Okay. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Sorry. You, you can keep going. I'm... You can keep going. <laughs> you don't want me to keep going because I could keep going for a while. Well, you can keep going in prayer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will just leave okay. it there. All right. All right. <laughs> because, you know. But yeah, so he goes and he meets. Um... Oh, because they managed to get away with uh, some of the trunks and they filled the trunks with sand or dirt right. or whatever it was. So that way so, it felt like there was gold in and them. And then there was that little chess little piece chess in there. Piece. Which, again, was. I love the chess piece. I hated it. I love the chess piece. It was. I love so here is the where, chess piece. Here is what would have made the chess piece really good. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, if they didn't have the Napoleon thing, mm-hmm. instead they start with Guy Pierce and Jesus mm-hmm. playing a game of chess. And they're talking about, and Guy Pierce is trying to get Edmund to admit what he has in his, in his uh, pocket. Okay. That would have established two things. Mm-hmm. Right. One, that guy, th- these guys, b- despite their talk of being friends, are in contest. Right. Two. Okay. That the chess piece actually means something, <laughs> so that when Guy Pierce gives him the chess piece, it actually has a symbolic significance about it. Okay. And that piece should have been used in the final part of the chess game that they were playing in order for uh, uh, de- uh what is his name? Dante's mm-hmm. to win that that particular game, mm. right? So, and then that establishes the See, third but... point, which is Guy Pierce. He is always struggling with fighting with this guy. He's always jealous, always fighting, never wins, mm-hmm. right? Well, and see, so... one of the things in the beginning, like the things that he wins in, are the things that he would lose in in the end. And so it's something where, like, right. if no, they no, were no. to play chess, just like, the beginning, Dante's would have had to Bonaparte suck at chess. Part. No, no, no. I don't think so. You really think that he would have been good at it? Yeah, because he learned quite a lot pretty quickly yeah okay so it's, all it's, right you don't have to have just because he's he not well he's not learned or educated right. but, that but that doesn't, doesn't mean he's, he's stupid yeah right? so to know what the pieces do and move forward okay yeah, all right right and so right. you you have that you have if you have that as a setup just in place of the napoleon thing right because like napoleon doesn't actually really and be matter. good at chess without being cynical though 
that's not really true. Because you have <laughs> to anticipate the other person's moves. So so that's that's kind of it's 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 okay that that happens in a mm. film because you're not thinking you, all you need to know at the beginning there is that these guys are adversaries despite their friendly demeanor, right? A but chess it goes game establishes his that. character setup. I well, if you have that as a setup for his character, it makes much more sense later mm. that he would take the revenge route. Whereas before, he was just this innocent dude yeah. that's been tortured, and mm -hmm. you feel bad for him, mm -hmm. but you don't really feel like... I never felt like he was out for revenge. You didn't I see felt, him as fully invested. Right, yeah. Oh, okay. And so, so well, I, I didn't see any character point to kind of gravitate his revenge towards, right? And so... So I think there, that was part of it is this, it twists him. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you understand that from a kind of like intellectual level. It's not, it's but it's not, not part necessarily not of his character. Emotional right? buildup. Okay. It's not part of his personality. And so you can use the chess thing yeah. as part of that. It doesn't have to be like it a Queen's Gambit long game. It can be literally... Just the end of the game. Right. There could even be yes. like four or five pieces on the board. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be, it doesn't have to be Queen's Gambit. It can be just that they're about to end the game. They're talking. See, the only thing is that the piece is significant because it's, it's the king. Yes. And so it's something where like they'd have to have like a separate piece and then that's the one that they're playing or something. Because it's like, well, otherwise... you'd have to study chess, I guess, if you really want to go that detail. They could, mm. they didn't have to give him a king. They could just give him a, a rook or something, right? The rook is the castle. It could even have castle. been a pawn as like a. It doesn't matter, right? Do, doesn't matter, right? And so, no, but the king was uh, the king was significant. The king was good, but it's just because it doesn't have any actual significance. It's just this thing that Guy Pierce gives to uh, Dante's when they're about to leave, and so it doesn't. It has this. It has this uh, facade of symbolism, I feel like but my, it doesn't actually have any. My symbolism. only question is, where the hell did he put the chess piece when he was? Right. <laughs> So that's my th only question thing, right? with that. That's so, literally it. Is right, that, that could have been a thing where you know he gets thrown into jail. The the, the jailer's he like looks, at, looks it. at it. And he's like, "This is going to be the Trash. only thing you have. Whatever, yeah. just just you know yeah. gives it to him. Whatever." And so it could have been this these things, right? Mm -hmm. You can do in film, and it doesn't take that much time to actually set up a chess game, <laughs> right? It doesn't take that much time, and so it you can have just to be weighted pieces. It would have it would have been an expensive thing. Not as expensive as what they actually did, which was several shots of these. No, land. no, 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 no. I mean the chessboard. I mean, as far as like 18th century, like like chessboards. In order for it to be on a ship and be weighted and have like the right weight and feel, so that way it's not gonna just move as the ship's moving. You you need like a really nice chess set, and Edmund is broke, and so it's, but it's not something where it's Fernando not Edmund's had to ship. Buy it. It's not Edmund's ship. It's the captain's ship. Yeah, but why would the captain let them sit around and play chess? Apparently because the captain and Edmund were good friends. Doesn't mean that you have time. Just, just because I'm good friends with the people that I work with doesn't mean that we can also like well, at not that point, do our jobs. At that point, the captain would have been dead. They're, 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 they're but then they would the have boat. needed to go back to France, so they yeah, wouldn't yeah. have had time to go play chess. Why not? Because there's stuff on board a ship that you have need you to take care of. and Yes, but not in a taking care of it way. I want to learn how to take care of one. Yeah, so there, there are still downtimes for the crew. It's not like everything. It's, it's not, not like work everything. the entire yeah. time. So this could be one of the things that they do, right? And it, All right. And it, it's, kind of, it's just drawing that symbolism. If you wanted that symbolism to mean something, it's just drawing that symbolism. So that when you mm. get to the end here and, and uh, what's his name? Uh, it's not Villefort. Villefort. 
Wait, no, what do you mean? No, no, no. The uh, Guy Pierce's character, Mondego. Mondego, mm-hmm. when he finds okay. that chess piece in the bottom of that empty chest, it's like it, there, there's a boom effect instead of, oh, that's nice. He's there. Oh, that's good job. Good job foreshadowing <laughs> that. Right? And so okay. when, so he, he realizes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, beardless Jesus is mm-hmm. really Dante's, right? They fight. Mm-hmm. And then. Albert uh, comes in and super, is like, how dare Superman, you fight my dad? Because right? he finds out that he was being used, right? And yeah, Dante's and never so, actually told him. And Dante's him. is like, I can't, like, like move. I'm going to hurt right. you. And then it's something where um, and then the Mercedes mother comes, in. comes in and is like, hey, no, don't kill your father. And then it was like, oh, wait, wait, what? And everyone does a double take, except for Guy Pierce's character. So right, Fern- uh, Fernand is like, uh, and then and he was like, "Wait, you would have let me like kill my dad?" And he's like, "Yeah, you're nothing to me." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So so right so and then there's the the Jake Jacopo is there right he has Guy Pierce is about to shoot somebody and so Jacopo has Jacopo, his knife I'm ready. I'm sorry, I was oh, like, "You say more than Jacopo. once." I'm gonna Jacopo. 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 <laughs> so he has his knife ready, right? Too, like, Which I, I thought was really great because it, it goes. He's gonna he's gonna. Mm-hmm. I knew. Guy Pierce was going to try to kill Mercedes mm-hmm. at that point because that's the obvious thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was sy- symbolically significant, or I think character significant as well, that he thought Jacopo would, would think that I'm going to save Mercedes as well just because mm-hmm. uh, he, she is part of his life, right? Mm-hmm. And so makes him that very much the, the man's man, right? That's mm-hmm. man. And so he throws it uh, when, J- uh, when Guy Pierce. Shoots them. He would be the best man at their wedding. Right. So Aww. runs off. Sorry. And then the yep. part I hate even more, he comes back. <laughs> well, because he, he he's like, I'm not going to run away from this. I'm not going to run away and, and again and have you have everything. As much justification as someone can give to that moment, <sighs> cinematically, that was absolutely the worst thing they could have done. <laughs> and so I'm not going to argue just because of time. I'm not going to really argue that oh. point. But. It was it. It's very useless to have the character leave and then come back without some kind of psychological justification that you've been shown mm-hmm. previously. So mm. he comes back, and they have this fight, and then he dies. Yeah. And then he said he says something like, "What about your mercy?" And then Dante says, "I'm a count, I'm a not count, a saint, not a saint," which I absolutely hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they end the film. With them at the Chateau d'If, apparently Dante's has purchased it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was not really foreshadowed at all either. But that was very surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he does the preaching thing, which is he swears that he's going to use it uh, for good rather than for revenge. And pretty much, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> it's a good end of the movie. So my whole part. I really, really, really did not like from when Guy Pierce goes and finds the chess piece all the way to that end. Mm-hmm. That entire ending, I think, for, it, it, it was a little bit like in Wonder Woman, where you have two-thirds of this very, very good movie of Wonder Woman, this Amazonian mm-hmm. coming from out of the past into the present, believing that if she killed... Uh, Satan, her version of Satan, which is the war god, god of war, Ares, mm-hmm. that it would stop all war, and then realizing that it does not do anything. Mm-hmm. And then the entire rest of the movie, she's fighting Ares in this massive cinematic showdown that just has no bearing. It's the complete reverse of the entire f- 
first two thirds of the movie, mm-hmm. that was what this was like to me. It was as if they had been building up this revenge plot, and where the character of Dante's to me would have been more interesting if he had turned turned evil or died. <laughs> they just had this nice little bow tied gift of everybody is happy except the bad guy's <laughs> dead. And it just I Yeah, see I actually would recommend it. you read the book simply because you'll like that ending better. I that's actually when I when I finished the movie, yeah. I, I was I remember sitting there and I was going or maybe I think I was walking around because I had to eat. And so oh, I had to go get dinner <laughs> or whatever. And so I was done. And oh, did I have to go wash the dishes? Anyways. So, <laughs> something. So I, I had to go do something. Movement but I, took I, place. I had a little bit of movement. But I was just kind of thinking about the movie. And I was thinking, I bet the book does not end that way. Mm-hmm. And I bet. And I hadn't researched anything about the mm-hmm. book at that point. But I was like thinking, I bet the book doesn't end that way. Mm-hmm. And I bet the book has a much more sober, sordid ending mm-hmm. than this happily ever after. See, what I remembered from the book that I was like, wait, that's not in the movie. That I and I, I could be wrong. I could have remembered it wrong. But I remember um, Fernand challenging Edmund to a duel. Because Fernand was like this like duelist, and he was like, okay, Edmund Right, that sucked. was a big part of and the And so whole... that was part of the reveal was the whole, like, I challenge you. We're going to go meet at dawn, um, uh, swords at dawn kind of thing. And so it was something where he they go and they like, actually have a duel, and that's where the sun goes. It's because the second say something or whatever happens is he say something. And so Albert goes to um, try and stop the duel, Um not wanting either man to die. And then Mercedes finds out. And I think, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the rest of that, but I remember there actually being like a legitimate duel, like a legitimized duel of like, um, there are definitely people that are there. So that I remember that happening and it didn't happen in the movie. And like, that would have been better. And so again, I love this movie. I think it's amazing. Yeah, it's what my second it? favorite so movie. I'm, I'm curious, right? It's number two. It's mm-hmm. so high on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Is, is there something that just makes this, so much better than something like Princess Bride that we've seen. It's really Obviously, just it's about like Palm it's Springs. just about the oh, it's just <laughs> about the characters and the plot for me of just like this plot this specific plot line. Like the only other plot line that comes anywhere close to this is Beauty and the Beast. Like that plot line of Beauty and the Beast, and whether you're talking about the original French version, you're talking about the Disney version, or all the different things in between. Like I love that's the really Beauty funny and the Beast plot line. That's really funny because. I actually, right after I watched this movie, YouTube started recommending me Beauty and the Beast stuff. <laughs> I was very oh, confused. No. And so. Oh, it's, it's, it's working. Anyway, but um, uh, Count of Monte Cristo is, is another one of those, like, this, I love this plot line. This plot line is, like, is, is one of the things that's very close to my heart. And so it's something where um, the characters, these are characters that I can fall in love with. These are characters I can understand and root for and get angry at and get angry for. And, um... Yeah, this this bleeds into every aspect of my life to the point where like there's only there's only one other thing that bleeds into my life more than this story and what this story captures for me. You mean and the revenge so, plot? Are you saying that you will take revenge on all people that betray you? Is this a threat? To I'm a writer. I feel like that's no, just part of that, but um, <laughs> I don't know. It's something where I just I I have been hurt and betrayed by enough people that. I can work on loving and accepting and appreciating those people for where they're at while also not having them in my life. 
And so I don't need revenge. But there are parts of me that would absolutely love to go and, and this a little tiny bit dark but it's something where like I would love to go and destroy some people's lives I'm not you going to you would love to. to go into a sauna with a Santa suit on <laughs> yes and, uh, Mon- and get get someone to monologue about how they hurt me yes heck yeah no um, anyway but yeah and so please it's a- send me the pictures <gasps> I will <laughs> send me the picture of you going to the hospital bill when I pass your, out right with your sauna <laughs> Santa suit and then the after picture right <laughs> Like the Santa suit just <laughs> melted into into your body. I would just be just so this... red because the dye would just seep right. into my skin. <laughs> anyway, but um, there is a part of me that like absolutely just oh dear. But it's something where like a part of me absolutely would um want to yeah just go and like yell at all the people who betrayed me and be like you ruined this part of my life like i've had to fight to make it better. How dare you? Like what was wrong with you? And so it it is very cathartic to watch this to have this of even though i'm working on um having anger and forgiveness and working with them together so that way i have strong boundaries while also being able to love people um it's something where i haven't healed that part yet i haven't healed that part of myself that doesn't want to just overthrow the establishment and doesn't want to like tell people off for the things that they've done to me and to the people that i care about um yeah, and so it's something where I the 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 darkness with this, the light with this, and goes into later. But it's something where these characters, these people, this plotline, this this life that they're they're telling us is something that I I hold very dear to my heart, and it's something where I just I latched onto it as a kid, and I still hold it very very close to me now. And that might change as I get older. It might change as I as I want. Less revenge. Yes. I was like, am I going to have to say that? Yeah, I'm going to have Okay, so yeah. So as I want less revenge, um, I will I will take care of that. And so it's something where, yeah, it's just... And so the, the music was good. The acting was really, really good. Um, the um, writing, I really enjoyed the writing. And I really, really enjoyed the the um, casting and the actors and the way everything played out. And I just... Yeah, the, the cinematography was gorgeous. Uh, just... it. I fell in love with the movie the first time I saw it and I like because at, at the time now part of it was at the time I was like okay I don't have a movie that fits at number two um I, I don't I really didn't it was something where like I have I have number number one and I have all the other ones but I don't have um I don't have a number two and so when I watched it I was like this is it this is what I've been looking for because I've been searching and um uh, I couldn't find it and so then I found this one and I was like I love this a lot so anyway that was that there are a few movies on your list. Yeah. Because of how I guess I rate Princess Bride and the Count of Monte Cristo. Uh-huh. There are a few movies on your list that I am looking forward to to watching. Um, and I would be interested once we get to them, because we haven't gotten to them mm-hmm. yet. Uh, but once we get to them, uh, why you rate this Count above of those Monte Cristo above those ones. Because in if I were to make a list of yours, yeah. the, the ordering would be quite different. Oh, I want to know so, now. Yeah. Okay. But we'll have to do at that at some the point end later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. When we're done, I want us to mix up the top 10 for the other person of like, because. Oh, I know I what your know. number 10 for me would be, but. Uh... <laughs> but yeah. You don't know me. But you've actually admitted <laughs> it to me before, but. Probably. Okay. That's possible. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I'd be down. But um. Cool. But yeah. Yeah, so from there, that is the Count of Monte Cristo. Woo-hoo! Hope you guys enjoyed us rambling about it, yeah. where this one went a little bit longer. It's good stuff. 
it's pretty good. Well, <laughs> Tender Rosemary is pretty good. It was fun for me to finally be able to get that off your chest. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> uh, that's how we're. That's how we do this. Is he's able to to relish and release all of the anger and again, like I can't believe you made me watch this. Movie. I really can't believe you made me watch this movie. Um... <laughs> he gets to say that out loud, and I get to talk about the things that I love. So I didn't. I didn't hate this, but I didn't. Re- again, I didn't really like it either. Mm-hmm. No, it, just last okay. night, I thought Princess Bride was better than today. I, I thought. You know, maybe Mount, kind of Monte Cristo is a little bit better. <gasps> they're about, they're pretty comparable. <laughs> um, Yay, that was yeah. fun. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so next now... is we draw from the hat da, da, for da, our da, next da. movie. I also, it has been a while. I don't remember who drew last. Yeah, I don't remember either. So, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was me. I think you were the one who drew kind of Monte Cristo. Yeah. All right, so, so do you want to shake the, yeah. shake the hat? Shake the hat. Shake the hat. Shake, shake, the shake, hat. shake, shake, shake the hat. Shake the hat. And the next movie will be. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Usually, I try to keep it a secret of whose is on what's or what is on whose list. This time, I'm I don't so think we're going right to be now. able okay. to. Uh, <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> Sorry. The next movie we're gonna we're gonna discuss is Deadpool two, okay. and I'm really happy right now. And of I'm course. just like, I just pulled out the card, and uh, I'm gonna take a picture of the card and put this on uh, the Instagram page so you guys. It's just it's all like like just it's one of those like scratcher ones where like it has the colors underneath the black, and you just like scratch it. And so like that's what I wrote all the names on, and it's just like. It's just so messy, and I love it, and it's So, great, of course, it's on, it's, so so oh it's on your God, list. Deadpool 2 is on your list. Do you want to reveal the number, or do you want to no, save that? No, we can for, say okay, that later. We'll save that for next anyway, time. Anyway, you know it's not number two. You know it's not number four. You know it's not number ten. Like, it's, we'll figure it out. I am also happy we're watching Deadpool 2, because I have seen that movie, <gasps> and movie. I did enjoy it. It's a good movie. It's a good it's movie. It's such a good movie. Anyway, oh, sorry. I just, I, I was expecting it to be one of the other ones, and I'm just like, this is such a good, like, happy movie to go into, like, even with the depression pressing bits like i'm excited okay i needed this thank I, you i needed this as well <laughs> <laughs> i needed a movie that i knew i would enjoy yeah. from um, oh. all right so okay. with that we are going to go into our dime, dime segment, segment. um okay so a uh, relatively short quote, and it's by one of my favorite writers. Uh, his name is Charles Bukowski, and I am a little annoyed at how much I love him because it's who like who is he? I don't he's know. He's a he he's a poet. Uh, okay. He does other things as well, but he he's a writer. Um, a contemporary but, poet. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, he's contemporary. Like he's still living. I believe he's still alive. I'm pretty sure he's still alive. I think he's old, but I think he's alive. Um, it's gonna be really awkward. He's like this twenty three nobody. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Uh. He's just. He's just. His words are so sweet, and it's like he's probably not as high up as like Lemony Snicket is for me, but definitely up there with like really really sweet words and really really sweet um just ideas. And so a lot of the stuff that he writes about is like love, um, and life, and that's pretty basic. So I guess, much more but... positive kind of. It depends, but uh, oh, okay. so so for example, so with this, so this quote, one of the, one of his little poems, is um my days, my years, my life has seen up and ups and downs, lights and darknesses. If I wrote only and continually of the light and never mentioned the other, then as an artist I would be a liar. And uh, that's I a just... long quote. <laughs> uh, it's not that long. It could have been. That like... was my first reaction. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was oh. waiting for a punchline and it just kept going in my head. <laughs> And I, I got to admit this, I kind of dropped out in the middle of there, but I think I got something in the, at the end there. So I'm sorry. Would you like me to read it again so you can hear it? Sure. For our readers as well, right? No, I'm kidding. 
all right um my days my years my life has seen ups and downs lights and darknesses if i wrote only and continually of the light and never mentioned the other then as an artist i would be a liar and uh that's something that i hold very true because it's one of those disney happy endings aren't real so this happy was definitely endings a can disney happy ending i know but they still talk about the darkness. They still show the depression. They still show the frustration and the anger and the rage. And yes, you're you in your eyes, they could have done it better. Um, well, in your eyes too. I could do it better. <laughs> oh, okay. It's wow. a little more arrogant than Whoa. that. Um, but it's. Something. I mean, at least you admit it, right? That's yeah. the that. Um, well, all the things. Of- with all the things there's like there are very few exceptions to this, but it's something where all the things that I love, I genuinely believe that I like given the time and given like if I put in the energy and I put in the time and effort, I could absolutely do something that would either do it justice or make it better. Like, absolutely. Like, that's one of the reasons I write is because like I want a story and it's not written yet. Um, cool. Yeah. Anyway. So with this though, it's something where like, for example, with the poetry book, one of the things is it's, it's the first two parts are a descent into madness. And it's something where it's very, specific and uh in an, in an emotionally vague way because you're drowning in the emotions but it's something where um you get all of that darkness so you get the happiness you get the joy you get the frustration and confusion as well but it's something where you need both otherwise it's not balanced and it's not real which means that the happy ending isn't real it's just it's just another lie so it would be kind of like uh dante's divine comedy you're gonna be mad at me, but I haven't actually read that. Oh, but you know what it is. Vaguely. Okay. No. I know what it is. Okay. I, I don't entirely know what it's about. Oh. So this is awkward. <laughs> All right, guys. Cricket noise. Um, <laughs> Thank yeah. you very much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode mm. on the Count of Monte Cristo. Heck yeah. And we will see you guys next time. Woo-hoo. Bye. It's a deal. What is his name? His name? We should call him Zatara. Sounds fearsome. It means driftwood.